Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Is generational work gap a thing? Absolutely. And I'm talking about getting the people that are closing in on the end of their career and those who are new to it, so the younger and the older, to get together on the same page and get them to work and get along and and, and embrace each other's mm-hmm. ideas and experience. It's definitely a thing. And I would bring up... Um the last few years is a perfect example when so many things went virtual absolutely, and the digital, you know, workplace or the digital work um, station became such a thing. I know that was really hard for a lot of the older generation because they didn't, it it wasn't something that they had had to do or been forced to do. Cause when, when that all happened, you know, in, in the spring of 2020, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were sent home. I remember initially, you and I were like, oh man, we're going to have to figure this out. And we did. And we continued to evolve with it. But we also know a lot of people that didn't embrace yeah. that and were just constantly looking forward to going back to the old way. And that was never going to be the long-term solution. And even for companies who maybe worked from home for a little while and are back in the office, um, there's still a lot of that digitized work world that hasn't changed because there was things that were more convenient or more accessible or quicker to do digitally, even if people are in the office. Right. So I know that there is resistance from some of the older workforce, like let's just go back to normal. Yeah, I know. But I think this is normal now. It oh, there's not even a question. And also, I think uh, just ideas. Sure. Right. This, I mean, absolutely. Pa- pandemic and and the new uh, what uh, the new working environment and remote work and all that stuff. All of that aside, uh, the the younger generation, specifically, I think you're dealing with millennials on down. And a lot of the boomers that are still in the workforce have a lot of very different ideas. And the the problem with a lot of the boomers is they they don't understand that the next generation is taking over, and that's going to be your target demographic. Absolutely. And they don't they Do you, don't they don't understand that that's how that works because you and I have talked about this, but right prior to the pandemic, we had a couple of very good, bright, young millennial girls mm-hmm. in our office. And it was Michaela and Kelsey. And we lost them both during the pandemic and they never came back. Right. They both moved away. Yeah, that, that was it. I mean, and found different work, you know, thriving. Yeah. But it was, and in the industry that we were in specifically, uh, the broadcast industry, like young talent is hard to find. Very hard. Not a lot of young people are pursuing that line of work it's, it's, in in a broadcast sense. The reason for that being, it, there are such limited jobs because of 
well, the software they have yeah. now. There's what they call voice tracking, which is recording out of market stuff or multiple stations in the same market. So they they can do a lot with a lot less people. So there are m- far fewer jobs and it's super competitive. So it, it it's a completely different world. And it's just like the, you know, when I grew up, radio was cool. And oh, so yeah. I listened to the radio and I was like, I want to do that. And I think that the younger generation is, you know, watching YouTube and listening to podcasts. And they're like, I want to do that. And they're getting their music from Apple Music yeah, and so Spotify. Just, they're yeah. consuming entertainment differently. So their 100%. idea of getting in the entertainment industry is different. And their idea of radio is XM. Yeah. And mine, mine as well. I mean, that was a big part of it when I realized that I was listening to XM in the car. And when I was at home, I was yeah. listening to Apple Music or podcast if I wanted to hear a discussion. And I thought, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you it, know, it, it's time It's time to get on board, right? Right. right. So, and that's what we did. So looking at the, do you ever feel bad because your generation just never gets brought up? Like it's boomers, it's millennials, it, it's, Gen it's X. Gen Z, but your generation no, is Gen just X. like- Whatever, they're fine. <laughs> We're stuck in the middle. Yeah. We're literally stuck in the middle. And I think that Gen X, honestly, is the bridge between the two I would often. say so. They are. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are in their 40s into their early 50s now. And it's like they're that bridge for millennials and Gen Z to the boomers right. and then Where beyond if it's that. Like, right, yeah. As a millennial, I'm having trouble communicating with the boomer a Gen X person can kind of speak both languages. It's it's so hard. And, you know, and I've brought this up because I, I, I recognized this with some of the older people that were closing in on retirement when we decided to leave. It's difficult for them because I think that they feel like they're not being like they're not being seen and heard anymore. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, they go back 20 or 30 years and that they were in their prime and that they were, it was their ideas and stuff. And now when these younger people come in with great ideas and they do have a lot of them, specifically, you know, those closing in on retirement have a problem embracing that because it's not, they just don't understand it. Right. And it's unfamiliar Yeah, it's, and it's, it's new and I get that. And I, I try and think of myself, like I've been in full-time work for over 15 years. And I've tried really hard to stay, not stay relevant, but stay on top of things. Right. But I also grew up in a different time. Like I grew up with the internet in high school and social media started when I was in college. So then I look at the, the generation of boomers who didn't have any of that. And now they're trying to incorporate it into their career later on. And that has right. to be really hard. Absolutely. You know, using the internet, specifically social media and podcasting and all of this other stuff, trying to implement that and then look at an aging sales and management staff. It was hard to do, uh-huh. but not, and, and to their credit, there's a lot of them that do get it and embrace it. And those are the really good management yeah. circles, right? It, that's They get it because you have to constantly evolve and move forward. I mean, to give you an example, one of the defining moments towards the end when you and I were like, it's time to get out yeah, uh, was when we were in a meeting 
We had Tuesday meetings. We talk about, we call it the, I I want to quit my job meeting because that's what it came down to where everybody got together. There was a suggestion because you and I were doing mornings on a country radio station and there was a suggestion when they were looking for promotional ideas. One of the older sales staff had the idea of of us having a hoedown and literally that was the words they used let's have a hoedown and i and they wrote it on a big board and put it up on the wall and i was like and i looked around and i was like nobody was wants to stand up and step on this idea right now and i was like that was one of those defining moments for me when i was like there are no hoedowns anymore Anymore. that's not a thing right I mean, country music had evolved way beyond that and, and started to embrace the pop culture. It was a completely oh, different completely thing. Different. And But it's that's an example. That was one example that I felt. But I think a lot of young people getting to talk to them now and get, getting to know them because our younger listening audience with podcast has grown. I mean, un, it's unreal. I can't believe it. And, and I knew I kind of had an idea that would happen. But I did not know how much our under 35 audience would grow when when we transferred to podcast. I've had the chance to meet some of our younger listeners out and about at at community events. And it always blows me away. I'm like, to me, you're so young. Right. But they they like the discussion and they like being brought into the discussion and being a part of it and kind of learning and understanding how to navigate some of these things. And they've got, I'm, I'm telling you, they have some great ideas and they understand, but their frustration is a lot of the older management won't listen to them, mm-hmm. right? So it's, and before long, they're going to start taking the reins. Yeah. I mean, they are. It's just, that's where we're at. But I, I see this problem to me. It's like, and I know that every Probably environment, office environment is dealing with this at some oh, yeah. point, oh, right? Yeah. You get it everywhere. I think it's an interesting dynamic that when we were in radio, I was one of the youngest. Right. We had yeah. two millennials who were younger than me until the pandemic. And then they're out. They both went different directions. So I was one of the youngest on the staff from, from when I started. And you were mid thirties. And by the time I was done, yeah. I was 37 and I was right. still one of the youngest and now in my current role, I'm on the older end. I'm not the oldest by any stretch, right. but I'm definitely, we have a, a very young staff. Which is great. Which I is like great. That, yeah. And it's exciting because um, they're coming in and they have these fresh ideas and they have these new perspectives and they are listened to. And that really makes a growing company grow even better. Right. I think. Yeah. It's, you have to look at it like this. We all know how fast. A decade goes. Mm-hmm. If you're young, you may not understand that yet. But anybody, even in their their 30s and certainly 40s now, you realize how fast 10 years go. Just think about this: all of those young people that are in their early 20s that are getting out of school now and and coming into the workforce are going to be in their mid 30s in 10 years. They're going to be the families. They're going to be driving the SUVs. They're going to be taking their kids to soccer practice. And doing all of mm-hmm. that consuming, right? Yeah. And that's it's all based on consumption, buying product. So that's a very powerful demographic that is in the rearview mirror right now, but they're quickly catching up. Yeah. And they don't completely. And the older generation doesn't think like that. Well, it's 
It's hard because they look at them like they're kids. Well, the, I know, but you it, know what I mean, though. But that's a that's a dangerous it thought is. pattern. Yes, that, here's the most dangerous thought pattern you'll get in any office environment or any work environment. Period is. This is the way we've always done it. Oh yeah, that's, that's like death. death sentence. For sure. Done. Well, why are you why why are you doing it that way? Well, this is how we've always done oh, it. Oh my god. Mm, that just nope. drove me nuts when I heard that. What's the phrase if, what's the saying if you're not green and growing, you're brown and dying? It is. <laughs> that's, that works. A, that's a that's a phrase that, and I don't well, know who's I don't have anyone to attribute it to, but it that is. That works. And when they would ignore the obvious, you sure. know? There, yeah. There's I mean, because they didn't want to be wrong. Right. Which being wrong is the worst. Right. But, I hate being wrong. But, 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 I mean, that's why if you get a group of people that can, can actually share ideas mm-hmm. and approach things with an open mind, your, your younger demographic and your older in, in, in a work environment like that, you can really, really get a lot done. Because I can think right now of advice that I got from guys that are older than me that I'm glad I took. Yeah. I really am because they, they experienced it. And then also embracing some of the ideas with the young, that the younger people were bringing in. You have to do all of that. Yeah. Right? And there are, there are, and I'm, it's probably, it maybe sounds like we were generalizing, but there are boomers who are embracing new ideas yeah. and getting on board and mentoring. And that's such an important dynamic in relationship when someone with wisdom and experience is kind of taking these younger people in the workforce under their wing and acting as a mentor and they can share ideas with one another. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's, it's a great dynamic. When it, it does. is what it is, is I can tell you this, a lot of the, uh, some of the older generation can certainly help the younger generation when it comes to relationships, sure. which is a big, big, yes. big part of it. Is where the frustration comes in for the younger people is when they try to help the older people embrace technology mm-hmm. and the way things are being done now. Yeah, I like with us with podcasting, uh, right? You know, you know. TikTok and and, and, yeah. and Instagram reels and yep. all of this other stuff, right? And when they try to get the older generation to understand that this is a, a a main source of media for everybody that's you know under forty, yeah, <laughs> they they have a hard time relaying that message, and it's just they're not getting it. It's completely, they're just not getting it. And I'm like, oh god, it's and I understand their frustration because I, you and I were both there. We understood where all of it was heading, and there was a lot of people around us that just didn't get it. And I was like, this is not, this is not working. It, and right. It, I feel really fortunate that we recognized it. Sure, and that we yeah. acted. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you have to evolve. You have to evolve. You have to, you have to constantly move. Never think that you've arrived, right? You always have to keep moving. Cause if you do, especially in today's world, I mean, if you go back 20 years ago, a generation gap was a decade. Now, now it's, it's like two years, 16 minutes. Seriously. It's that's exactly <laughs> where it's at. It's so fast. So you got to keep moving. But you know, I, I think the frustration again with older, the older generation in, in that corporate environment, mm-hmm. they feel like they're being pushed out and people yeah. aren't listening to them and they don't matter anymore. And nobody listens to them. And it wasn't always that way. And they see these younger people coming in, looking at them, giving them the side eye, like, oh, God. Yeah, and that would be a hard I position yeah, to I, be I in. I can understand that. I think what one thing that both sides of this coin could do better is to get curious. Like the the older generation in the workforce 
asking questions to the younger people. Like, why, you know, why does your generation do things this way? Or how do I learn how to better utilize social media to get my message across, whatever it is. But then the younger generation could do the same thing. Like, well, why is this important? Or how do I develop relationships? Or where can I get involved? Like, it goes both ways. And yeah. I think just getting curious and, and having conversations could help. Well, in an ideal world, that would- I know, doesn't it, that sound like Pollyanna? That, that's utopia I know. right there. That's where you, when you get really good management, they can step in and- and get people working and together. And facilitate yeah. those kinds of interactions. They've, they've got to get people on the same yeah. page and find out each and every one of you <laughs> find out what somebody does well mm-hmm. and help them exploit that. Definitely. Right? That, that's the idea because there's things that everybody does well that if you find that and then you get them all working together, things kind of click. Yes. They do. It's when but you get that lightning in a bottle. You're really seeing it now. And the reason I bring this up, we talked about the election earlier this week and things like that, because <laughs> these younger people, there are things that are important to them that were not as important to older generations. Yeah. And it's just the whole thought pattern is different, right? Completely. And I, and I think it's way different than even the difference I had with my father. Yeah. Right. And, and the older guys, when I came in, it wasn't is there wasn't as stark of a contrast, yeah. right? So, it's a it, it's a thing. It's a real thing, and I think that that a, a big part of that, a, a big part of the uh, frustration again for some of those that are, you know, closing in or got their eyes on retirement, is when the Great Resignation happened and they saw all these middle and younger middle aged and younger people going. You know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm taking it a different direction they don't feel like that's an option for them. Right. And they feel kind of trapped and they feel like they're being pushed like I out. I just got to finish. Right. They I just, just got to finish. Just trying to get to the finish line. Uh-huh. And that's kind of a dangerous thought pattern. And it's frustrating. It's sad, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not to try to depress like, anybody. Womp. Yeah. <laughs> but it, again, I would say look to each other, the get younger, curious, and yeah. yeah, and start asking questions and work together. You'd be surprised how far that would take you. And maybe like have compassion for each other. That goes along with yeah, too. That that's you have to because you don't know what people are going through. Yeah, right. You don't. That that's just kind of. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that mm-hmm. and think of at least one individual at their workplace that kind of fits the mold on either end of that. Yeah. Right. On that note, uh, what what do we get going on? Well, I can tell you this: the CBD centers launched a seltzer. Right, and we tried it last we weekend. It, I'm telling you again, uh, their THC seltzers that they have are, are great, but I always like to dilute them with yeah. tonic water, so you get a lot of bang for your buck. I think they're like six dollars each, but if you can get three or four drinks out of that, think about yeah. that. Right, think about that. So we did it with just tonic water um, and poured it in a glass as kind of like a, a right cocktail mocktail. Call it what you want. Call it what you want. Um, but it's it's good. It's fruity. It's sweet. It's pretty color. The cans are fun. Yeah, I've got to get Matt uh, back in to talk about some of the new product because they are evolving very fast and they've got all kinds of new stuff. And again, it's not just about the THC products, which blew up when it became legal July 1st, but 
Obviously, they have all kinds of other things. It's all hemp-based. Remember that. It's grown, processed, packaged, and sold right here in southern Minnesota. You won't get a cleaner product. And we have a link on our website for the CBD centers, which is here in Mankato. And they have multiple other locations now, by the way, as well. So you can click the link right there. And uh, I'm going, I did talk to John from JP Fitness. <laughs> he was not getting my messages because I had an ancient phone number from him. From I don't even know when I got it. But years was it from ago. a flip phone? Years ago. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. But it was literally, I mean, I can't remember, but he does have a new number now. So I will get John back in. We'll talk about what's happening and incentives they have. And he's going to bring Allie with, who's one, oh, of, fun. Yeah, who's one of the uh, trainers up there. And she also uh, coaches... Uh, uh, healthy eating, nutrition, coaching, yeah, nutrition, yeah. coaching. So it's like she'll, when I say it's a one-stop shop because you can't have one without the other, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Right? Listen to yesterday's episode. We talked, we did. Yeah. We talked about it a talked lot. About so it a lot. And I have, uh, an update with my personal trainer, Chris. What's that? Next week is my fourth week. Yeah. It's my fifth week, but the first week was really kind of orientation. Sure. So next week is my fourth official week on my weightlifting program. And he told me, on Wednesday morning, he was like, next week is hell week. And I was like, what what, why is that? What does that mean, Chris? And he was like, we're cranking up the weights. And cranking I was like, up okay, the weights. look out. I wore a weightlifting belt the other morning. Where did you get that? Was it one of theirs? Yeah. Oh, I, I, he had I've me never... put it on because we were talking about like bracing your core. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's like, I don't know if it's because I have two kids, but my core is not really doing that. So it keeps your posture right. And so yeah. I, we put the weightlifting belt on and I felt so legit. I was like looking around to see who's looking. Like, one, I don't one, know if you see this, but I'm <laughs> lifting really heavy weights. One of the things that I've learned to not get away from, because I started most of my training for the first few months in the functional training room, yep. which was a lot of bands, uh, lighter weight dumbbells, uh, things like that. And uh, I do enjoy getting back in there because you know I weightlifting is, is fantastic and it will really, I mean, really accelerate weight loss. And you get stronger and you just feel better. Get but, yoked. But the great thing about JP, again, is there's the functional training room. They have yoga classes, Pilates. They have the, uh, they got the, the classes in the morning that are very popular, They're by the very way. very popular. Yeah. I see so many people coming in. And what, what's, what do they call them? They're like 30 or 45 minute. What do they call those classes? I don't know. Oh. I mean, you totally put me on the spot. I, I can't think. I can't think of the. I don't. I prefer the one-on-one -on -one style, and I, everybody that has messaged and, and, and talked to us has that has went and engaged that has agreed. It is really something when you can legitimately have one-on-one -on -one training with somebody. It is a game changer because eventually they'll get you to a spot where you won't have to be accountable to anybody, and you'll just make it part of your life, and that's the only way. You can embrace weight loss and make it stick. Are you looking it up? <laughs> yes, I'm looking it up because as soon as you asked it, I was like, Ugh. "Well, there's a." They offer classes that are group classes, motivated. It's just they're just group group training, group yeah, fitness classes. I know, but but John has a fancy name for a few of them because they're different. Well, there's the hit class, and there's push class and pull class, and right. they they all. Um, but I thought are he scheduled had, for different you know days. What? He's going to be. He. I'm going to have them in here. Next week. I hope and, he doesn't uh, listen I, to that. I can't wait. But why not? <laughs> well, I don't do any of it. I, I've never done the classes. I only I do the individual training. I don't. And I but did. I know that there is a there's a 
bunch of dedicated people that love that atmosphere because it really gets them pumped up and it gets them going and it gets their day going. Yeah, it's loud music. It's all heart heart rate based. Yeah. So you wear a heart rate monitor and they use different colored zones uh, of your heart rate. And those people that come out of there at when Are when they finish so, that, yeah, they're they, they've been worked out. Yeah, they're soaked. And, and, they I, and I've they taken fun. the class a lot of times, and it is a hell of a workout. Yeah, they they do have fun. So, again, again, a link for that on our website, georgeandjess.com. I'm going to have uh, John and Allie in next week, and we're going to talk about because I know that a lot of people again thinking about weight loss. We talked about it earlier this week. And these guys will help you get a, a legit I'll plan. Guide you through every step. A legit plan put yeah. together where you get where you get the weight off and you keep it off, and then you start to just look and feel better, right? I'm telling you, we know the people. We know nothing, but we know a lot of people that know a lot. Does that make sense? It, it should. Weirdly, it does. We'll be back with you again <laughs> tomorrow morning.